upon a serpent. History. Be without fear in the face of your enemies. History. Speak the truth. History makers. Safeguard the helpless. That is your own. You can do it. Welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater, your host, and today we're talking with former Deputy Prime Minister of Australia, John Anderson. Welcome, John. Thank you, Matthew. It's good to be with you, uh, and I appreciate the chance to communicate to your listeners via you. Now, firstly, John, we're talking today about the uh, SU Frontline Dinner. Tell us about your passion for chaplaincy. Well, I've supported SU in Queensland, even though I'm not a Queenslander, for four years through these fundraising dinners. I have a very great admiration for what SU does. You know, most of us are fortunate enough to be in a position where we've been able to love and support our children uh, and uh, we've done our best even though none of us have been perfect parents. But the reality is that there are many, many children in our society with real needs and SU goes out there to the coalface. Many of the chaplains are people who, in a different uh, occupation, could have made a lot of money, could have lived comfortably, could have done the things that so many of us aspire to. They've chosen to go and mix it in sometimes very tough and difficult circumstances with children in need, people who can offer hope and direction. And I think that matters. I also think SU, frankly, offers the rest of us a bargain in the sense that by making a financial contribution, uh, we get a tremendously valuable social input at very reasonable cost. It's a lot cheaper than picking up the pieces when the children become delinquents later in life. Now, John, uh, a lot of people in Australia might or might not know that you have a Christian faith. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you came to have that faith? Uh, I uh, didn't come from a church-going family, uh, but when I was a teenager, I had a teacher at school who... Uh, was, in my view, a man's man, someone I liked and respected, and he was a Christian. And I went to ask him one night what he believed and why, and came away convinced of the truth of the gospel. To be honest, I backslid pretty quickly from that uh, initial conversion, but at university was studying our culture, if you like, uh, the history of our culture, and I came to the view that secular humanism is not just empty, it's actually frighteningly empty. Uh, And when you look at what mankind has done when they've tried without God or deliberately excluding God to create a perfect society on earth according to their view, the results have been horrendous and disastrous. And I felt that I could not live without a relationship, without knowing who was in control, without there being anyone in control. And I felt that I, I, I had to return to my faith. The most outstanding example, of course, of the horrors of what happens when we try to create what we think will be a perfect society on earth was the Second World War. That was secular humanism at its worst. Fascism said there's no God, we're not accountable to anybody higher, Uh, we'll try and create what they called the Third Reich, Uh, and by the way, you know, we'll just slaughter millions and millions. In fact, it ended up being 60 million people on the way through. Uh, Man without God, uh, to me, is a terrifying prospect, personally and collectively. Now, there are a number of Christians uh, involved in Australian politics. What's it like being a Christian in Australia uh, in the political arena? 
There are Christians of many different uh, levels of conviction uh, and uh, even of uh, sometimes theological perspective, but of those who uh, I believe can really be said to have uh, a a central understanding of of the role of the cross in their lives, uh, there are a significant number and I think they fellowship with one another and relate well. Uh, And can I say this? We sometimes hear a debate about the separation of church and state in Australia. Institutionally, I think we've got it about right. The government does its thing and the churches are free to do their thing. Uh, But they often cross via membership. And in a democracy, that is a healthy and a good thing. And to those who say Christians should leave their faith behind when they go into politics or into the cabinet room, all I can say is bunk them. No one can leave their worldview behind. uh, And the Christian worldview has shaped... It's probably really mothered democracy and has shaped our culture. Uh, And if you want to pull out some of the Christian greats, take out a Wilberforce who fought against slavery and the abolition of slavery. Uh, Take out a Shaftesbury who fought for the uh, industrial relations laws that prevented uh, children from being used as chimney sweeps and being sent down mines at the ages of 10 and 11 and not given an education. Uh, Take out uh, the church in the role of education. Everyone forgets it was the church who first started educating people. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think you'll soon recognise that to a very great extent, uh, civility, the things we treasure, the freedoms we take for granted, they really have been uh, the work of the Christian greats. Now, we talk about church. How important is your local church to you and your family? Oh, it's very important to us. Uh, to, uh, my, my wife and our children attend a very small congregation, mainly because we live in an isolated part of the country. Uh, but it is important to us, and uh, we uh, take the opportunity to fellowship there on Sundays. If, if, as in my case, it happens because I travel a lot, we're in Sydney or whatever, we go to a bigger church, uh, and we uh, enjoy and value and recognise as important Christian fellowship uh, whenever and wherever we get the opportunity to enjoy it. Tell me about um, favourite books you might have read. Is there uh, anything that's inspired you in your life? Well, the book, I guess, is... uh, Well, not I guess. The book is plainly the Bible. Uh, I believe it was uh, written for us uh, by the creator and sustainer of all life. So it is, in effect, the handbook for life. Uh, There have been many others. J.I. Packer's Loving God would be one that comes to mind. Uh, I've um, read recently another book called... uh, the Scottish Enlightenment, How the Scots Invented the Modern World. Uh, and although it's not written by a Christian, it's packed with insights into our culture and how we came to have the values and beliefs that we did. I mentioned education a moment ago. The first country in the world that said all children should be educated was Scotland, uh, and by a long, long way. And the impact that had in Scotland was massive, and it was the churches who asked the parliament to pass the laws to do it. They wanted all children educated so they'd make, they could read their Bibles, they could grow in wisdom and understanding, and so that they could choose their leaders wisely because the Scots believed those who governed should only govern, politicians in other words, with the express permission of the people. Uh, and uh, another example of the outstanding things that uh, Christianity uh, has given us, and it was centuries before much of the rest of Europe caught up, centuries, even England. It was 100 years before they caught up with where the Scots were at. Uh, and the result... Very influential even in Australia. Some of the great leaders in Australia came out of that church-based educational tradition. People don't recognise these things now, and that's a great shame. Uh, if you doubt my word, think James Cook. He was, his mother and father were Scottish. Think uh, Macquarie, pure Scot, who gave Australia its first decent governmental arrangements from which the country grew. Think of the economy. Think John MacArthur and his wife Elizabeth, Scots again. And that all came out of a Christian commitment to education. They're valuable things. So... Um, I've uh, read a lot of 
political biographies, a lot of Christian biographies. The story of John Newton is another book that uh, fascinates me and that I would recommend to leaders. He wrote Amazing Grace, and everybody sings Amazing Grace, Christians and non-Christians. It reflects, when he talks about a wretch like him being saved, uh, the fact that he was an appalling human being who'd been involved in the slave trade, responsible probably for the deaths of very large numbers of men, women and children. And he was converted and went on to help lead the fight against the very evil that he'd been engaged in. Now, also, um, if... There's someone listening at the moment who may think, okay, John Anderson has a, a faith in God and a very passionate faith in God, and they might be thinking, I'm interested in finding out more about that. What would your advice be to that person? That there is nothing more important for you to decide before you die and you don't know when you'll die. Really, there is nothing more important in this life and in the next. And if you're a young person, I'd want to particularly say this. We seem to live in a culture where we discourage young people, perhaps we don't even get them to the threshold and the first point, uh, from asking the big questions, who am I? Is my nature essentially good or bad? Uh, Is there a God? If there is, am I accountable to that God? If I'm accountable to that God, how do I relate to him? Is there a purpose in life? Can I have some direction and some fulfilment? how do relationships work and for the life of me when we seem to be realizing in our society that relationships are more important than the almighty dollar which we've worshipped it seems for me for too long in this country i mean no one wants to live in poverty prosperity is a great thing but i tell you the old saying that money is a kind servant but a cruel master is absolutely right and we seem to be recognizing now that money's not enough We want more out of life. We want relationships. Well, go the whole hog. Don't sit on the fence. It's an important issue. You ought to ask the questions. You ought to get to the bottom of it. I cannot think of anything more important for any human being than to confront that question. And what about Jesus? Uh, You talk a lot about faith in God, but some people might uh, understand how important Jesus is in uh, in faith in God. Tell us, what do you think of when, when I say the name Jesus? Well, the Bible makes it very plain that Jesus is God came to earth in human form and took our wrongdoing, the things we've done wrong on himself and paid the price so that we could go free. Now, the snag is that we have to actually believe in him and his words were unbelievably provocative, unbelievably provocative and to many offensive, but he said them. He made it very plain that he was God. He made it very plain that there is no way to God but via him. Uh, and uh, there's no point in me apologising for it. That is what he said. Now, this man was so influential uh, that uh, his words have to be listened to. You can't ignore them. He has influenced countless people down through the ages. You can't dismiss him as a madman uh, because he obviously wasn't mad. We forget about madmen. Nobody remembers madmen two and a half, two thousand years after they died. Uh, he can't have been um, an evildoer because so much good has been done in his name. Uh, He was not without influence. Lives have been changed dramatically right down through the centuries and still are today. He has to be taken seriously. Now, I've also heard that you've been involved in conferences in Canberra uh, with regards to the importance of marriage in Australia. Uh, And we both know that the divorce rate is skyrocketing in Australia uh, and it's a terrible thing. How important do you think it is for the average Australian to uh, believe in the sanctity of marriage? Oh, I think it's very important. And there's a sense in which I think the breakdown of relationships reflects our loss of belief. For me, having the 
vertical relationship between myself and God restored, I am then free, but not only free, I have a responsibility to get the horizontal relationships right, the relationships with the people around me, if that makes, uh, makes sense. Uh, and uh, I do think that relationships need to be seen as a choice that people make. You can either choose to be in a relationship or not. You don't just drift into them. You can choose. And having chosen, the second issue is will you commit to them? That's what's lacking in modern-day relationships. People won't make the choice, and then they won't make the commitment. Well, Jesus made it very plain that he will commit to a relationship with us if we enter into it and never desert us. And it's that same spirit, even though we're never able to do it as perfectly as he does, that we ought to bring to that most critical relationship of all, uh, that of marriage. Marriage is about the doing away with of loneliness. It's about the meeting of the deep craving we all have for deep companionship with others, and it's critically important, I believe, for uh, uh, the secure emotional development and raising of our children. It does matter. And perhaps as one of my fellow parliamentarians has suggested, just as we've had a massive, massive advertising campaign and publicity campaign now for years urging people to quit smoking, perhaps it's time we had a national campaign to say, uh, don't quit your marriage relationship. The impact on our society economically has been bad enough. Socially, uh, of course, uh, it's very serious as well, more serious. So we all know in an imperfect world that it doesn't always work, but that is no excuse for giving up too easily. It matters. And just before we uh, wrap up, is there a a favourite passage of Scripture, a favourite quote from the Bible that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Uh, Well, probably the best known one of all, really, uh, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that all who believe in him might not perish. Thanks very much, John Anderson. Thank you. If you'd like to hear this interview again or find out more information, please go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us. History Makers.